what the beep? I can't believe that that guy won the presidency. There's no way he had to cheat. He had to cheat. There's no absolute way. No, there's no. Those Trumpsters, can you believe they attacked the Capitol? Man, we need to get rid of those people. Those people cannot be trusted. They are the epitome of just evil, destroying our Constitution, destroying our republic. What the heck is going on? Hey, welcome all you sanguine crew out there in the wonderful sanguine community. Uh, you people of faith that make a difference. Hey, a little different intro there, trying some new stuff here. And uh, yep, hitting both sides of the aisle there. There are, <laughs> oh, how do I put this? You know, Christians aren't Republicans or Democrats or independents or libertarians. We are a whole mix of people. And yes, I use that word Christian. I bad, dumb, bad, because you just got done off a soapbox of talking about why you're not a Christian and you are a follower of Jesus and you're passionate about that. So yeah, those terms, they get ingrained in us and uh, it's hard to get away from them. So follower of Jesus is are all over the political spectrum. And so depending on how the election went and the results around the election, you could be really upset and you could be really mad right now, or you could be really happy or you could be somewhere in between, which is probably where I feel because Uh, You guys know me and you know that I have a father's heart. If you haven't gathered that by now, I have a father's heart and I do this and I spend money on this because it is just, I love people. I love faith. I love the followers of Jesus. I love people that are searching for the truth. And it is just, it is so close to my heart. And so as I've watched the country being torn apart, people being torn apart, people being divided, and it's just it's really breaking my heart. So yeah, I'm somewhere between being really mad to really sad and to being really depressed. And I have to confess that the season has been a hard season because we're also dealing with the COVID-19. And as you are a believer of Jesus and a follower of Jesus, you can fall in all kinds of places concerning COVID-19. Now, I would encourage you to fall in a place of faith. And what I'm going to share with you today, I think will be helpful or inspire you to think about and to move in that direction. And that first off, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, none of this has caught them by surprise. Okay, let's all just take a couple deep breaths. So no matter where you're at on the political spectrum, none of what's going on has caught God by surprise. Can you just say this? Say this out loud right now. None of this turmoil and this craziness and uh, this division has caught God off guard. He is still in control and he always has been in control no matter, uh, you know, I'm a kid of the 70s. So we go back to Carter. You know, if you were for Carter or against Carter, when I was a kid, I loved Carter because he was a peanut farmer and I thought that was cool. And my innocence, I had nothing, I had no other perception. So Jimmy Carter is cool and he had a great smile. And so as a kid, I loved that. God was in control then. Ronald Reagan, God was in control then. I kind of liked Ronald Reagan because I found out that he was an actor and uh, he was a movie star that played with. Oh, what? I don't know. What was that? Chimpanzees or some kind of primate like that. And I just thought that was really cool. And I thought he gave pretty good speeches because he was an actor. So I'm sure that's true. God was in control then. So no matter what your political view is, when Republicans or Democrats are in office, you feel better. You feel 
uh, worse, okay? Your God doesn't change. And he promised in James that he does not change like shifting shadows or rolling waves. He is steady. And so, yes, I had a conversation with myself, which maybe you are having that ongoing conversation with yourself as you're watching the things that are going on and you're feeling angst and you're feeling a little uneasy. I think that's 100% normal. I don't think that's any, there's anything wrong with that, but I had to go back to the scriptures and I think, and I know, I don't think, I know, I know that's why the scriptures are there for us. And that's why the stories of fate of uh, patriarchs who have come before us and have uh, had their own stories of faith and they're recorded to encourage us. And they are true stories to help us through these times. And so I have, I'll just confess to you, I've had to take breaks during the day and during COVID. Yes, I've been home more than often, but I'm thankful that I have work that I can feed and, and do this podcast and do my other podcasts. But as I'm home and sometimes I consume too much media, I have to say that that is... Uh, I haven't really realized what my tolerance is. And I get on social media and I start um, opening up conversations. Some people would say is stirring the pot on these platforms. And boy, the hatred and the response just kind of overwhelms me because, (laughs) yes, I really believe that most people are good. And even those people spewing hate, I believe that deep inside they want the best. They're just worked up. But my tolerance level quickly gets reached and I get overwhelmed and then I get discouraged. And so I have to pull back a bit from that. And the way that I do that, and if you guys haven't discovered it, many of the Bible apps have an audio Bible with guys or women or both that have really great voices that just read the scriptures to you. And so I sit down and I just play the scriptures for a while and I let them watch over me and I hear the testimony and the recounting of uh, God, the faithful one, interacting with his people that are not necessarily faithful. We try. And that's why the Bible is so encouraging, because there are not perfect people in the Bible. There are people in the Bible. And so during these tumultuous seasons and when there's seasons of unrest and, you know, the truth be told that the pretty much the perception is, is that the Christian, (laughs) there I went again. Yeah. The followers of Jesus, the they call them the, the far right, are Republicans. And so I feel really my heart just kind of aches for those that have p- different political views because they're almost ostracized because they share some different political views. And I don't believe that that's the way it's supposed to be. The family of God welcomes all in, and we all need to pursue the truth. And as we pursue the truth and we pursue the Holy Spirit, then he reveals to us and he can draw us together. And we have that, I don't, I don't even, I don't think believers need a political party. Followers of Jesus need a political party. But as the Holy Spirit draws us together, that would be an awesome party because, I mean, like party and political party, not like party where, and my party would incorporate like cigars and uh, yeah, some bourbon. I know, right? <laughs> you guys are like... Maybe some of you are like, wow, that sounds really good, Tom. And some of you are like, "Ah, I'm not sure I should continue to listen to this podcast. I might go to hell. (laughs) I assure you, neither extreme. It's like all things in in moderation, right? But if we had a party built of believers of Jesus, 
man, would it be, it'd be great because it'd be for the people. It would get, it would be empowering people. It would be getting people that maybe are down and out off their feet. It would be showing them compassion. It would be praying for the sick in faith. It would be encouraging a healthy lifestyle, realizing that this body that God gave us is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we would take care of it and we wouldn't feed it. Okay, please don't get offended because I'm going to name your food, which I'll just tell you, by the way, they were my food. I'm giving them up because I really believe that this whole thing, that this is the temple of the Holy Spirit, not the body of the Holy Spirit. And I think I said that the temple of the Holy Spirit, but if it is his temple, then it's sort of, it is his body. We should take care of it. We shouldn't put things in to feel like Cheetos, <gasps> Ouch! Mm, potato chips, soda, copious amounts of sugar. You get the idea. And I think you could ask just about any person on the street, what it means to be eat healthy. And they can at least tell you the things that you shouldn't eat, you know, and maybe there's some other things you need to corporate incorporate in. And yeah, there would probably be some leeway there, but we sidetrack, which Tom is so good at, right? He loves to sidetrack. I just think as believers and the Christian faith that was outlined in the Bible, it's so for people. And if there was a political party ran by people, like that, which I'm going to tell you, the Republican Party isn't that. I think there are a lot of great grassroots people that are that, but the ones that get in power, when they vote and stuff, they kind of show their true colors. And honestly, both parties kind of show their true colors. I'm just going to throw this out and maybe this will make you mad. That's good because anger sometimes is motivating as long as we don't let it get out of control. But I would argue with you, there's no two parties. When they get into office, the lobbyists for the corporations and the multinational interests start feeding money into these average earning or maybe slightly above average earning people that get into political office and they come out millionaires, if not more, there's one party and it is the influence and I call them the globalists. I don't necessarily know all the definitions around that. I know that there are a bunch and I've read up some on that, but there's one party serving the interests of these multinationals and we are kind of like pawns. And so, yeah, Democratic, Republican, you know, it's getting to the point where it doesn't so much matter who's in office. It does matter who's in office. And really, you, the faithful believer, you should be the one in office, okay? And it does matter. And that's when I come down to the gist of it, you are the ones that are going to make the difference. But as I'm going on today, and I'm, I'm kind of rambled on a little bit, which is typical for Tom, because Tom likes to ramble on. And that's part of what this podcast is about. And if you listen to it, that kind of makes you have questionable character if you're listening to the rambling man. Actually not. I so appreciate you. And I didn't say it at the beginning of the podcast, but you're, you're a fantastic audience and worldwide, super encouraging. And those of you that interact with me, I so appreciate that. And always remember at 406BigT at gmail.com, you can always write me. I love to hear from you. And uh, if you're looking for a podcast player or a, a website, my podcast like site is off of Buzzsprout where it's called the RSS feed comes out of, but I also feed it to the sanguinefaith.com website so you can pick up the podcast there or any podcast player. And like this hat that I got on, this is for my Yup podcast, but I also have stuff for the Sanguine podcast on um, my store online that's through Shopify. And some of you may be familiar with that, but it is TomboBaldwin.com. So you can go there. And if you do, and if you buy some stuff, it really does help me out with the equipment. And uh, 
you know, I have expenses around hosting, hosting services every month and processing software for all this stuff. And no, I'm not begging, but I love doing this podcast and it does put a little bit of a burden on me. So if you have some extra and you want to go to the sanguinefaith.com website, there is a donation button or you can buy some stuff even on that website. So yeah, blatant plug. And all right, here is the subliminal message. If you're watching it on YouTube, you see my fancy hands. Go to TomBoBaldwin.com and buy lots of stuff. Yep, there we go, the subliminal message. And so I will be have rolling in money overnight. <laughs> right, right. Hey, let's just look at some scripture here. And I don't generally do this. I felt like it was appropriate today because I like you to go search for yourself. And those of you who are on the fence, I want you to get familiar with the Bible and find out that it's not a foreign thing, that it's, it's actually a really friendly thing. And it can be a little confusing. So you kind of got to get used to working your way around. And so, yes, I printed a piece of paper. Those of you that are on YouTube, you can see my paper. But that's just easier because my eyes, as I'm getting older, I hate to admit this. I really hate it. They're not as great as they were. Now, about everything else about me is, well, that's not even true. I had some problems with my teeth. And uh, I mean, the important stuff still works really well. You're like, too much information, Tom, too much. Anyway, let's get to the scripture. It's out of uh, the book of Luke, which is in the New Testament. And it's chapter 12 and it's verses one through seven. And so, and you guys, if you're new and you're not familiar with the number system, it's just a way to help those of us that look in the Bible often, find references and be able to get back there and reference them. In some regards, they're a really bad idea because people take things out of context and you should always read anything in context, including speeches made by politicians or whoever. Snippets from pastors should always be taken in context, but oh well. So, Beginning at verse one, and this is as Jesus, this is uh, as Jesus is interacting with the crowds, as thousands of people crowded together so that they were stepping on each other, Jesus said first to his disciples, be on guard against the yeast of the Pharisees. I mean, their hypocrisy, okay, probably highly appropriate for our political climate right now on both sides and the other side and top and bottom. Whatever is covered up will be uncovered. Okay, this is Jesus speaking, right? And every secret will be made known. So then, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in broad daylight. And whatever you have whispered in private in a closed room will be shouted from the rooftops. Okay, we don't necessarily know how what the time frame is on this. And oftentimes, you know, it, it plays out sooner with uh, people that are corrupt and okay. People are imperfect, but I'm talking about corrupt people that are blatantly intentionally time and time again, you know, making selfish decisions that hurt or maim or wreck other people's livelihoods. Okay. That is, yeah, that's what I'm talking about there. And so Jesus goes on and this is the part that I love. He says, whom to fear? That's actually a subtitle. He didn't say that. He has kind of the problem. It's not a problem. It, it's trying to help us clarify it, but it actually wasn't in the original scriptures. All right. Jesus goes on. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who can kill the body, but cannot afterwards do anything worse. I will show you whom to fear. Fear God, whom after killing has the authority to throw 
you into hell. Believe me, he is the one you must fear. Okay, that kind of sounds a little scary, but I think it's there, and I think Jesus said it, and you could have a different opinion, but to show us how powerful God is and that these circumstances that we're facing and this life that we live right now is but a short glimpse of who we are. When you look at yourself in the mirror, and even as I'm looking at myself in the camera, I realize that there's much more a me that's going to exist on than what I see in this mirror on this earth, that it will go on and that it's more. And that's the one we need to fear because when all is said and done, this is going to be such a short little time here on earth. And so we need to fear God. But here's here's what I love. And uh, I could have read more in this chapter, but I'm not going to. Just the next two verses aren't five sparrows sold for two pennies. Okay, so that's not much, right? Yet not one sparrow is forgotten by God. Even the hairs of your head have all been counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Okay, these seasons that we go through and we spend probably, if you're like me, you spend a lot of personal effort and sometimes you expend yourself too much and you're just like, it's hopeless. I can't do anything. And that leads to a really dark place. And I've been there and it's one of the problems of of being a rugged individual in combination with being a person of faith because you're used to doing a lot of stuff yourself. And like, if you're in Montana, like I am, rugged individualism runs rampant and it's just like, leave me alone. I can do it. I don't need help. Kind of is often a problem. It's, It's a problem I've had to deal with over the years and I've had to be pretty intentional about asking for help and, and, and being more vulnerable. And in this political climate, and this is what happened to me, I'm just like, I'm going to make all this difference. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do that. And I became overwhelmed and I, and I got really down and I got hopeless. And then I began to put God in that hopeless bucket. And it's like, but the whole time I wasn't relying on him and I wasn't going back to the scriptures and his promise. And those of you that have had a walk of faith, you've seen him come through. And that was one of the things I did. And this is really where I want to go with this podcast is that when I got really down into the dumps from really taking the control of my life, and I, because I like to be led by the Holy Spirit, I like to follow Him, but I, let's just say I, you know, kind of took a off and uh, I'm just like going my own route. Hey, no, I got this Holy Spirit, you know, I, I'm good. And then, you know, I got overwhelmed and then I got hopeless because, you know, the efforts I was, was putting in from my perspective were basically backfiring. And so I had failed. And so, it was really hard and I got really down in the dump. So the first thing I did was I went back to the scriptures and I read like scriptures like this and I let them wash over me. And and to be honest with you, I read some of them, but I listened to a lot of them also. And then what I began to do is I was like, oh yeah, those scriptures are true. And then I'm like, I remember, I remember when the housing crash happened and all the work for me dried up around here. And I remember how God saw us through that. I remember how miraculous that was. I remember when we were about ready to lose our house and how God just worked miraculously in that. Now, things don't always come out how we think they're going to come out. And like, I remember for work that I prayed and prayed for a certain kind of work and the work that came through was totally different. Nothing I'd ever done. And there was kind of a steep learning curve and it wasn't necessarily that easy. But it was a miracle in that season because there were so many people not working. 
And so I go back to those places. And if you lived any life of faith, God has come through for you and he has met you and you have those testimonies. So when we're in this season, and I'm guessing there's a lot of people like me that have feel overwhelmed or have felt overwhelmed, or you're on the line of feeling overwhelmed and you don't like that. And, and the days are darker. And as, as you look forward, you're thinking, ah, things are hopeless. And how's this all going to work out? And, you know, you're playing the what if game, which the what if game is the best way to get in the dumps. Don't play the what if game. Go back, get in the scriptures. If you're new and you don't have that history, just go to God and say, hey, I hear this guy talking about this stuff. And I hear him referencing his past. And so I'm going to leverage off of him. That is fantastic. Take people that maybe have a longer walk of faith than you or a really long walk of faith. And I do this also. I ask my friends that are older than me for their stories because I want to leverage their stories. And I, how can I say this? You kind of like, it's this uh, synergistic effect when you read the scriptures and you read the promises of God and what he says about you and what he says about how he feels about you. And then you add your own testimony to that. And then you add the testimony of others. You begin to fortify a faith and you begin to pour energy and life back into yourself. That's incredible. And so in this season, if that's you, this is a powerful little, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a little, it's a huge tool to get back on track because really I was down in the dumps and I would say I was off the tracks. I forgot who I was. I forgot what God thought about me. And you know, when you get into that negative, like cycle down, it's easy to continue to go down there. There's no guilt and shame in that. We're humans and we all have different tolerance levels. And so yours may be higher than somebody else's or less than somebody else's. That doesn't make you any better or worse. But what can happen is your tolerance level can get higher and it can get really high if you stay behind the Holy Spirit and let him guide you. So I'm just going to wrap up here today. Hey, I want to say I absolutely appreciate you. You're a wonderful community. Your support of me and your encouragement of me is great. If you can find it to throw some financial support my, my way, that's super helpful. But before we close, let's just go over this tool. We read the scriptures, we read about God's promises, about his faithfulness, how he feels about us and how he actually even feels about the political climate when he says everything will be uncovered and laid bare and that the truth will be known. That is a promise of God and his timing is perfect. And so, and go back in your own life and realize and see the times when God's timing was perfect. And if it had happened earlier or later, it wouldn't have been right and how God made provision for you and how God cared for you. So, hey, my friends, I so appreciate you. Remember, uh, sanguinefaith.com. There's a podcast there. There's some uh, bling bling uh, mugs, cups, shirts, some things like that there. And uh, hey, let me just pray for you as we close. Holy Spirit, I just pray and declare over these people your favor and your goodness and your power and just remind them that as they follow you and are empowered by you, they are the difference makers. So my friends, as we hit the exit music here, I, I so appreciate you. You're, you're a great community and have a fantastic day. Hey, 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.